Hey, business building warrior, welcome to the weekend update. If you're listening to this episode right when it came out, it's Saturday. And what we like to do on Saturdays is still work. A lot of us work six days and rest one. Hey, good enough for God, good enough for us. That's the way he created the whole universe, right? So we're working on a Saturday, sure, but why not take along a great update, a podcast episode that we've gone back and reviewed from maybe two weeks, six weeks, six months ago. We've got hundreds of great interviews. So what we do on the weekends is we go back, we find those great episodes that maybe slipped past your radar or some of those great insights and tips and strategies from some of the successful students and just kind of break it down into little easily digested nuggets for your weekend update. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment after I make a couple of announcements. First, if you haven't got a free copy yet of the brand new, all new, our 11th update of the Silent Sales Machine book. This is the book that started this podcast. It started our community, the 73,000 members of our free Facebook group, our incredible events. It all started because I sat down about 20 years ago and wrote a book over a weekend. It was actually just a PDF report at the time. And it took off. And it started this incredible movement that is now thousands of business building warriors all over the world. It wasn't because of anything that I did. I was just making some observations and sharing what others had taught me. I kind of compiled the information into one place with the premise of, hey, you can use the internet to grow the business of your dreams. And here's the rules I'm kind of discovering. Here's some of the things you should avoid I was discovering. And there's a group of us. We just kind of compiled this information and kept learning new things. Well, I've updated it. And the 11th update is now available. All the stuff you should avoid, the legitimate opportunities that are available to you, the mindset that's required in order to tackle these opportunities, a lot of very specific strategic advice on using the internet to launch and grow the business of your dreams, multiple income streams, using the internet creatively. That's the book. So go to silentsalesmachine.com and you can see more about it. Or you can text the word free, that's F-R-E-E, to this phone number. It'll be in the show notes as well today. Phone number is 507-800-0090. Now, if you happen to live outside the United States or Canada, that might not work for you. So just email our support team. There's a link at silentgym.com and say, hey, heard Jim make that free offer. Assuming the free offer is still around, which it will expire at some point. But now as we're launching the book, we wanted to give it away for free. That's a great opportunity for you. So there's that. And I also want to remind you, if you're new around here, this podcast is the supporting podcast for the leading Amazon seller training in the industry. I'm talking about the Proven Amazon course at provenamazoncourse.com. It's the longest running Amazon seller training in the industry with more success stories than any other, a bigger support team. There's about a hundred of us that support that course. All kinds of creative modules for every level of Amazon seller experience. You, If, if you know nothing about Amazon, you know nothing about e-commerce, we got you. If you've already got a 50,000, 100,000, a million dollar a month business, there's ideas in there I guarantee you have never been exposed to that could improve your business. So for $39 a month, provenamazoncourse.com gets you a library of content that grows with you. We believe in just-in-time education, which means right when you need it, we got that next thing that you need and it's in there. And then we've got our free Facebook group support community at silentgym.com that's there to help you as well if you want to check that out. So that's the introduction for 
this weekend update. Let's go find out what the team has put together for us today. Enjoy this episode. We'll have brand new episodes for you starting at the beginning of the week, so don't miss those. Hey, have a great weekend. God bless you, Warrior. Let's jump into the content. So Ryan, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, man. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for carving out some time. And let's get right into your story. What do you say? Sounds good. Let's do it. So Uh, start us off, e-commerce. Okay. So uh, yeah, basically I uh, returned, I'm I'm from Michigan here, returned to Michigan uh, years ago and from a job that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit, but went into the e-commerce world, had a hard time finding the right industry fit. And so I initially started selling on eBay uh, with sports memorabilia because I'm a longtime collector and then uh, switched to, to dealing memorabilia on, on eBay. And then uh, when COVID hit, I wanted to diversify and add some consumer goods and learn Amazon a little bit more. And I had purchased the pack, found, found your pack course and decided that I, I needed to go a step further in that and go all in on that. So I started the coaching program. Uh, basically, soon after COVID hit, thinking that the sports... So we're talking 2020 or so. Yeah, 2020. Um, okay. I think around March of 2020. And uh, with COVID hitting, I thought, well, people are going to have less money for sports memorabilia. It's a hobby business. I need to get into more things that that are needs versus wants. So I started with Amazon, started with the coaching program. I got paired uh, with uh, Sue and Larry Pruitt. Uh, they've been they've been great. They're a key part of of my story as a whole here, and um, built up pretty fast for me. Anyways, I've heard plenty of stories that built up faster, but I, you know, built up within two or three months uh, to about twenty thousand uh, a month in sales. That's phenomenal. Um, was getting systems in place and and all that and. Uh, Basically, once I, I kind of had a full year of of growing, I think that year I was uh, around two hundred thousand in the first kind of full year of of sales, and then uh, had a, had a lot of personal issues that hit. Basically, in a two week span, I was uh, trying to go back to my old line of work, and in that span, I I had two immediate family members that already had breast cancer. And then my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. And my wife told me that she wanted a divorce. So within that time frame, uh, I then decided that I couldn't go back to that job full time and then pivoted more into the community, had to kind of, I was uh, kind of ramping down on the Amazon business so I could have it on the side and run it on the side. And then immediately had to go back to ramping it back up got a VA through Legends VAs and got got back going again, was getting the same kind of traction, using your your you know methods inch deep mile wide, getting products in there, all all that stuff. And then very kind of immediately uh in 2000, yeah, it was last year, I got a couple IP complaints at the same time. It was basically brands trying to take their brand back, but they booted us sellers off the brands and my store got deactivated. Um, So I had to fight at that for several months and it took 12 appeals, I think total, and got got back online, uh, got back going. At that point in time, items were being returned to me. So that was a hard, the inventory was already coming back. It was hard to kind of 
uh, figure out what to do next. And during that time frame, I pivoted more towards the sports memorabilia side of my business. I actually used some of your teachings as inspiration. You, you tell people that everybody's got a book in them. I actually wrote a book during that time that the that the store was deactivated on sports memorabilia and um, tried to kind of pivot into that space. And, man, and that's then, awesome. Yeah. What, what's the book, man? Is it on Amazon? Um, it is on Amazon. Actually, I have it uh, right here. It's an introduction to sports memorabilia. I love it. Very creative. Yeah, you're you're covering it up a little bit. Let people see a oh, nice clear shot of it, man. Sorry about that. For those who are watching. Okay. Introduction to sports memorabilia. Does it say Ryan Walsh on there somewhere? I don't yes. see Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's on the bottom. Introduction to Sports Memorabilia by Ryan Walsh. Yeah, go grab, go snag a copy and leave him a good review. That's awesome, dude. I love that while your business was kind of under assault and, and, and there's a degree of uncertainty there for, you said, a, what, a couple months? Yeah, yeah. It took, it took about three months to get back wow. online. Yeah. And it was never too sure. Uh, by yeah. the end, they, they weren't sure I was going to get it back because we were... Yeah, in the in the like I said, double digit appeals at that point. Wow! But it, you made, it, but you wrote a book during that time. Good for you, dude. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah. It, yeah, people, you hear about the suspension stories, and the vast majority of them still to this day. I mean, it, it, it's not uncommon to get suspended. It's uncommon for it to last as long as it did in your case, but it's very common. Like over ninety nine percent of them, they get back eventually, but. That it hurts, man, and there's an uncertainty there for sure. Um, and that's actually one of the questions I'm going to have anytime I get an Amazon rep, um, you know, and, and someone with some authority in a position of authority at Amazon. That's the thing I pound on is, man, it just you've got to make it less uncertain for us as sellers. Even those temporary suspensions just cause such a wave of fear among sellers. There's got to be a better way, man. Than, 12 appeals, really? Like, what's so magical about the 12th one? (laughs) Exactly. Well, and yeah, that's great that you're advocating for those things because, yeah, that the issue for me is I try, you know, to understand what what people are asking of me and then and then give that to them at Amazon. As as you know, they just basically respond and say, we need more information. And so that makes it very hard to understand, okay, what what do you exactly need for me? I've provided invoices. I've provided all the documentation that you've asked for. And then it, the funny part is on the 12th appeal, we were actually to emailing at that point. We were emailing uh, different kind of section heads at Amazon. And uh, it just so happened that, uh, that the, the last one, the people that I, was, that I used for consulting basically said, hey, this is the last ditch effort. This is the Hail Mary here. And they emailed that group. And the next morning, I was back up and running like uh, nothing had happened. But a, a lot had obviously happened in that time. Yeah. It, it, and with persistence, I mean, that's that's the happy end of the story. You know, In our community right now, we have thousands of sellers. There are a couple right now, two. They're in the middle of a suspension. Okay. And it's just like the world is ending. This is terrible. They'll both be back with persistence, though. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. I hate when it lasts more than a few days. Typically, the vast majority of them, it's a day or two. And oh, back. yeah. The yeah. vast majority. So stories like yours are rare. And, and so it's kind of disheartening and heartening at the same time, <laughs> right? It's like, it's going to be okay, but it could take some time. And even those people who've had the last ditch effort, like, okay, let's try again. Couple of weeks later, I think Amazon just likes to see how serious you are sometimes about appealing. <laughs> it's like, 
Now, let's make this guy appeal six or seven times before we get him back in. Okay, here's the sixth one. Here's the seventh one. Finally. All right. Right. Come on back. Because they do have to throw a lot of scammers off the site every day. I I did actually meet with the guy who was in charge of the team that suspends accounts. I had a conversation with him. And I just remember him saying, it breaks our heart to know that we're out there shutting down legitimate businesses because the vast majority of what we're doing is is we're shutting down total scammers. Of course. And we know we're losing a few in the cracks and we want to get them back as fast as possible. And that's, you know, where things kind of break down. Sometimes it takes some time to distinguish yourself from the scammers once you're suspended. But yeah, good job on your persistence. I love that you wrote a book. That's just so cool. And send me a link when we're done so I can stick a link to it in the show notes. Oh, we'll do. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's That's why I wanted to mention it because it really was listening to your podcast because I never really thought I could write a book. I didn't really have the confidence previous to say, well, I, I don't know what I would write about. But then after learning sports memorabilia for that long and becoming more comfortable with e-commerce through your program and, and through learning to sell, I thought, well, there's not a lot of content out there about sports memorabilia. So I wanted to get more in that. And then actually, as far as the Amazon side of the journey, that time was pivotal too, because it kind of taught me I had to I had to step back and and reassess obviously where where I was going with things but then I started to kind of repurpose my Amazon knowledge to help other people. So one of the things that I'd done in that time frame is since I was ramping up I was uh, had a lot of products coming through and I had a need for a prep center and I went to the proven list and researched on the internet to find some prep centers I contacted at least a half a dozen and I only got one response, and the response was a hard no. They, they just had too many clients at the time. This was during fourth quarter, but I said I wanted to start in the first quarter of the following year. So I had a, a, a family member that, that had an e-commerce uh, fulfillment location here in my area, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he was moving from manufacturing to e-commerce due to COVID and, and the changes in manufacturing, especially the car industry here in Michigan. So I actually, I told him, I said, hey, there's a need for competent prep centers, I, I think, in in Amazon with the growth. And so I actually helped him start a prep center during that time and consulted with him, consulted with some of his uh, clients, What one of which was actually on the podcast recently, uh, Nicole Rona. Yeah. Uh, she was on the podcast. I've I've actually spoken with her many times. Cool. Okay, during that time where I was where I was shut down and, and kind of helping her, you know, coach coaching her with her not coaching, but helping her with her business, and that was all through the prep center there. And uh, we're actually going to have her back on as as a client. So that's a nice, nice. addition to her to her story because yeah. I know she talked about how she was looking to get back into the prep center. So that just Very shows good. her. Is, is that prep center listed in the prep center network list? Yes. Yeah. We're cool. on the preferred partners. Uh, cool. It's called Encore Business Group is the name. Gotcha. Prepcenternetwork.com is a free list of all the prep centers we know about. And the prep center Ryan's mentioning is, is one of them that's in there. So that's awesome, dude. Okay. Very cool. Connecting some dots. I didn't realize your connection there when we started the interview today. A lot of names and a lot of services out there. And, and I, I will echo the sentiment. We do have some content coming probably in early... Q, uh, probably the first quarter of 2024, where we're going to teach people how to launch even a small prep center where they help just a handful of clients. It, That's it great. Tax on very nicely. If you're already doing some prep anyway, you got a little extra space, 
Might as well take on a few clients, get yourself into the directory, do it the right way. And uh, yeah, Prep Center Network is the list of prep centers that we have currently. But yeah, we hear from many people that say, yeah, I called five, six, eight of them and I'm not big enough or they're not taking clients right now. So yeah, there's need for competent prep partners in the space for sure. Um, so that's that's a great part of your story so far as well. I love it. Well, hey man, we we kind of cruised right past something and and probably because I'm not sure exactly how to ask what I'm trying to ask, but how are you doing, man? You got the crud beat out of you. <laughs> like that was, was that 2021-ish? I'm thinking, you know, you, yeah. you got three sick family members, you go through a major family pivot. Like how did all that resolve and how are you doing? I'm just curious for my own purposes, if not the listeners, I'm sure are also curious. Uh, fill us in, man. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I, I know that was kind of a lot to digest, but I think it's an important part of the story as far as you know, trying to overcome those hurdles because you know a lot of us have different things in life that we have to have to deal with, and um, those were things that I had to obviously deal with all at the same time. But I think kind of having them at the same time gave me more resolve because I had to. I couldn't focus too much on on one thing. I had to, uh, especially my mom going through her cancer. I had to, you know, she needed daily care and and everything. And I, I that kind of really, I think I already had this to a degree, but it kind of speaks to the service mindset that you talk about a lot on the podcast and in various places. I think that's been a key for me, just as far as the e commerce business, but also in my personal life pivoting into more of a service mindset where helping other people, I think, helped me through that time. Helping her and other people, you know, whether it's with their businesses or with the personal life, I think helped me out. So yeah, I things are a lot better now. I think I'm putting some of the pieces together like we talked about with the prep center and then and then the book. And I'm looking into some content angles there. And then yeah, we're we're just applying a lot of the the different things from the pack and from the community here. Um, you know, we use things like product partnering. Uh, we're actually in Carl's uh, wholesale mastermind that he just uh just launched. And, uh, because that's what I was trying to get into before I got shut down was wholesale. And so now with the whole operation, it's easier to do that. And, and so, yeah, I think the the future is, is much brighter now, but, uh, I, I think I had to go through that to kind of get over the hump and get to, to where I am now. You know, just reading between the lines of what you said, and maybe this will encourage someone else not to drift too far in this direction, but you know, I'm, I'm old enough that I've observed a lot of people go through really hard things and then either emerge or sink. And there's a common theme in the ones who emerge and rise up again and stronger, wiser, more equipped to tackle whatever's next versus the people who kind of fold, curl up in a corner, vanish, go away. And it's just a sad ending. What is that delineation? You hit on it. Yeah. You become, I mean, you become other oriented. You yeah. have to. That's yeah. the way out. I mean, you even look at like the 12-step programs, Alcoholics Anonymous, or my mom's involved in Celebrate Recovery, which is a, a Christ-centered equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous. They both start with like, okay, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm admitting I'm a mess. I'm admitting things are crazy right now, either because of my own decisions or because of just the world around me. The way out, you look at the last step, it's always turning around and helping others out of what you've just been through. And you start turning your focus off yourself onto others pretty early in the process. In the end, that's all you're doing is you're helping others out of whatever they're in and you're other-oriented, basically, becoming very self, out of necessity, 
My survival is the only thing I think about right now too. Okay, I'm going to help others who are in desperate situations. And that becomes almost your driving purpose. But that is the way out so many times. It's your story just like illustrates that. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, it's the old adage that pressure either makes diamonds or dust, you, you yeah. know, I mean, and, and exactly. I think you have some control over what you do, the sink or swim concept. And, and yeah, I mean that, you know, I look at times earlier in my life where I may have had career success and, and, and other things, but I wasn't as focused on, on some of the things that I am now and uh, always tried to be other oriented, but I think more so now, you know, learning over the years and yeah. stuff. And, and yeah, that's, that's really got what got me through it. I looked at my mom with what she went through in her journey. She had four different surgeries and, you know, it, it's like, well, I can't complain about, you know, going through a divorce or having this issue or that issue because I'm watching her fight through it every day and do a, a great job. So she was in inspiration and, and helping her, like I said, yeah, help helped me greatly. So is is she in remission now or what's the status? Yes, yes, yeah. She's awesome. uh she finally cleared it, took her basically the whole year. And uh but yeah, she's uh she's doing great and uh we've always been close, but we're even closer now. And that's kind of what I moved back here for. Uh I used to work uh on the East Coast and actually internationally. Um I worked kind of all around the world out of college, and so now with my parents getting older, I have two sets of parents because they were divorced and them getting older, elder care issues, things like that. I wanted to be around for for things like this, so I kept reminding myself, "Hey, this is why you came back. You came back so you could do something about this." Yeah. So you can and, help and, her out. And the, again, the e-commerce lifestyle—that's been a theme of many interviews on this podcast—is people around them that they loved, family getting sick, needing care, needing more attention, special needs kids, whatever that kind of thing. I want to homeschool my kids? I want to be available. E-commerce is the solution. If you've got a 40 to 60 hour a week job that you got to get up early. You're not home till six or seven. You can be as empathetic as you want to be, but you can't be there and there at the same. You can't be there and there at the same time. You only be one place. Right. If you've got this business you stick in your pocket that allows you to be interruptible during the day, make it up later kind of stuff, do the work, squeeze it into the cracks of your life we say around here. Got to imagine that's been helpful in navigating this season. Oh, big time. Yeah, that's that's been part of the motivation to stick with this too, even when things were kind of going off the rails a little bit with, with the account closing and things like that. Yeah, it's been huge to be able to, you know, take her to all her appointments, what whatever else it is. And yeah, I mean, I know you talk a lot about, you know, bringing parents home to be able to take care of their kids. That's it's kind of that situation in reverse for me but yeah i needed to be home to to address all the all the health issues there bringing sons home instead yeah. of bringing dads home right it's exactly yeah, there you go man well good job dude i love your heart man you've got you've got a lot more empathy than you used to have the world has beat you up and you've come out of it not to get too distracted man let's keep your story going i love hearing the the details and uh, I, we're kind of wandering around a bit but we're weaving a great tale here of i think inspiration for folks and uh, so what are you up to now? Like, what's the business look like? What's your reality now that you've kind of recovered and come through the chaos a little bit? Yeah. So basically now kind of running the prep center uh, full time with with my uh, with my cousin and, and business partner. And uh, it's been a nice melding of the Amazon experience that I have. And then he's got a lot of e-commerce experience. So we have a whole wide range of customers. We have uh, prep center customers, but we even have 
uh, larger customers, like we um, now are a supplier for Sleep Number for our area. Um, oh, cool. so, so it's a good mixture of, of business yeah. for us. That's great. So how big a warehouse do you guys have? So we're we're in the process of, of moving as part of our, our scaling here. So that'll be about a 15,000 square foot uh, facility. Nice. And how many how many people do you have working for you? We have uh, five full-timers and then a kind of array of part-timers, depending on when we get busy. And we'll probably be adding a couple here as, okay. we, as we grow. Gotcha. And are you guys still selling on Amazon or have you transitioned fully to prep services? We're mostly into prep services. We are going to do the wholesale angle with... Uh, right, because you mentioned Carl you're in Carl's Wholesale Mastermind, yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. probably closed by the time people hear this, but the content will be added at some point to the Proven Amazon course. We've got a great wholesale training in there as well in the Proven Amazon course for those who are curious. But yes, you are going to maintain a presence on Amazon as well yeah. as sellers. But I see this happen quite often where the, the door of opportunity gets opened by certain business models you know, low-hanging fruit, proven Amazon course models. But then that leads to partnerships, relationships, other opportunities to serve in the e-commerce space. And it's a great story. Yeah, that yeah, that's been the key for me is, you know, obviously I had different things that, you know, the replans kind of caught on and then then had issues with my account. But I kept layering different things on. I kept taking different courses, understanding different models. And I think that's a key. Obviously, people have had great success with especially the replens model. And I know that's w- where you kind of start off in the coaching program most times. But yeah, I think a key is to understand that there's a lot of different paths that you can go down. I mean, there's there's many different angles. Some people are drawn to to different sectors of it, the the partnering sector, the the KDP, a lot of people have had success there. So the amount of content that you guys provide is is huge. And I, I I do want to say about the coaching program too, you know, in that time where it was getting kind of rough, obviously I had, you know, the support of, of my mom and, you know, was dealing with her a lot, but another person that never gave up was, was my coach, Larry Pruitt. So mm-hmm. he, he was, he was key to keeping me kind of um, on the straight and narrow there with the, with the business journey, because it felt like every call, something else was, was going wrong, but he never gave up. And, uh, and and then we reconnect at the at the conference this year. And uh, but I think that's a statement, you know, for the coaching program that uh, right. once once you're in it, you're you're in it for. for that's right. Life. Yeah, I mean, I had an email today with a guy that had, was in our coaching program over seven years ago, and life got in the way, things got busy, things didn't quite work out. Whatever he moved went on, and he emailed us like, "Hey, Kim, am I still considered uh, eligible to be uh, helped by your team?" Like, absolutely, yeah. We've been doing this 20 years. We've had the same offer from day one. Once a student, always a student. We're here for you. And uh, yes, we're going to be working with them again. But yeah, Larry and Prue Suet, just incredible leaders on our team. Uh, we've got 60 coaches, so we've divided them up into wow, coaching okay. teams. And Larry and Sue have one of those teams. We've got four teams, basically. Okay. They manage one of those teams. And uh, yeah, they're doing a tremendous job, been with us. They're probably rising in the rank to the coaches that have been with us the longest coming up on. I mean, Nathan, the coaching director, has obviously been with me from day one for 20 sure. years. Larry and Sue are right up there, the seniority-wise. Yeah, doesn't surprise me a bit that they were with you through thick and thin and encouraging you. And because we've seen, there's a pattern to this. You know, We've coached 10,000 people at this point. There's patterns here. Permanent suspensions really are ridiculously rare to the point where it doesn't really even get our heart rate up when we hear of a suspension because it's just a matter of, okay, is this going to be a quick reinstatement? Or is it going to drag out a little bit? 
that's really the only thing where you know, a permanent suspension is so ridiculously rare that we don't even consider that. It's like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Eventually it will be okay. It's going to be fine. And it was, thankfully for you. But uh, that's awesome, man. You mentioned proven product partnering. Did we visit that enough? Or do you have some clients? You mentioned the mattresses. Are you actually helping them on Amazon? Or do you have any Amazon-based clients that you're working with? Um, Yeah, we do. I think that's a good way to apply kind of the Amazon knowledge that you know we bring to the table and add a service to the prep center world because we see a, a fair amount of clients that get in there and you know as as you know obviously you guys provide a lot of resources but you're doing everything for for your business hopefully you're outsourcing and following the the path that you guys set out but it's still a lot to do we we want to take the prep services off of people but you know we feel like through all the different products that we see and our experience, we can provide some extra services with guiding them. Some of them, you know, have a harder time with the Amazon platform or want to get into other platforms. We also, you know, can get them onto eBay and uh, Shopify. We we uh, fulfill from all those. So yeah. I, I feel like that's a service that kind of fits with the model as kind of an added service that we can offer. Yeah, that's great. And kind of combining the prep services, which is kind of borderline mindless, just putting stuff in boxes, making sure it gets to where it needs to go, but saying, hey, okay, this brand is trying to sell more of its stuff and we have some Amazon expertise. I've been fond of calling Amazon knowledge one of the most useful business skills you can possibly have right now in the world. The ability to help sell more on Amazon there's very few brands out there that don't need your help. I was at a trade show here just last week going, you know, talking booth to booth product owners, people who are trying to sell more of their stuff in the world. And granted, 85% or so of their sales are in traditional brick and mortar retail, but that 15 to 20% of online dominated by Amazon is very quickly needing more and more of their attention. And they don't know what they're doing in most cases. They're confused by it, they're frustrated, they're disappointed by it, but it's a necessary evil. So someone who has a bit of experience and knowledge like you, Ryan, or like anyone who's been through some of the modules of the Proven Amazon course, you can get into one of the modules, just so the listeners know, Ryan, I know you know this, but Proven Product Partnering is the module inside the Proven Amazon course collection. And it teaches you how to partner with model with uh, brands that need help on Amazon and how to get paid well to do it. Combining that with a prep center, yeah, your customers are already sending you their stuff. It's like, hey, we want you to send more of your stuff so we can sell more of your stuff. It's good for everybody. Uh, let us help you with your brand. That's a great model. Very good. Yeah. We have to weave that into the, the training we're going to do for prep centers here next year. Yeah, I feel like that would be a, a smart addition. Yeah, it, the incentives align, like you said, You know, the more... We always tell people the better you do, the better we do. You know, the, the, it, we're we're aligned. We don't want your stuff just sitting here on the shelf collecting long term storage fees. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that's not the the model there. So so yeah, that's been that's been a good fit. Where especially with already, like you said, with already fulfilling, we learn things through that part of the process, and then apply the Amazon knowledge, and then we can be kind of more of a full service prep center from from that aspect. Beautiful. Well done, man. You've built a very diversified portfolio of income streams, and it's all revolving around e-commerce. What else is on your mind? What else part of your story? Now, you mentioned before we hit record, 
I don't know if it ties into your story at all, but I found your previous career very interesting. Is that anything you want to dive into or tie in or not? Because that is completely up to you, but. Yeah, we can do that. I'm comfortable with, with covering that. I think it's uh, an interesting part of, of the story and kind of probably unlike anybody else's story, I, I don't think I've heard any on, on the podcast with that, with that background. So yeah, it just kind of shows uh, how you can do this from all walks of, of life. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I don't think I've had anyone come from your specific background into full-time e-commerce in our community. So yeah, fill, fill us in on what you did as much as you can. And uh, I don't even know where those lines are and what you can and can't say because it's such an interesting career background. But you know, go for it, man. Let me hear it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I've gotten better over the years at it, but this will be the largest entity that I do this on. But yeah, we're reporting on, on 9-11 here. And we were, I was reflecting to you before the call that this is one of the most important dates in, in my life because it actually happened while I was in college at Indiana, but uh, back in 2001, but that uh, led me to working for the Central Intelligence Agency. And uh, so that that was the job I got out of college. And I spent a total of seven years there, uh, spent several years overseas in, in various areas. I spent a two-year tour in uh, Cambodia and worked at the embassy there. And I, I think that helped to kind of formulate the some of the service mindset that we talked about and just the idea that when things did kind of unravel for me, especially some of the areas that I went, like Cambodia and other areas, I think it was the 10th poorest country in the world while I was there, they, they had such, they were so upbeat about their situation for what that country and what that area has gone through. It, it helped to formulate things going forward. And then um, I returned here about 10 years ago, was getting burned out from the lifestyle, was having um, health issues. And so I came back uh, and had to have uh, some surgeries, including one on my arm. And then that actually, we were talking about basketball earlier, but that actually led me to uh, break my arm. I got nerve damage in the surgery and that led me to breaking my arm uh, just from a simple fall in basketball. I shouldn't have broken my arm, but the nerve damage weakened the arm. And I ended up having five surgeries on this arm total and being told by the doctor that I was going to lose the arm, lose the function of the arm altogether. So. So I, w- I wanted to tell that part of the story because that is kind of pivotal to the path part two, because ever since then, I've been trying to find something that I could do that has accessibility too. And I know you've talked about that on previous podcasts, that th- this is something that you can do, you know, even if, if you do have, you know, those issues. Physical and so, challenges. We've got people yeah. who do it from bed. If, if you know how to use the internet and you can yeah. get one working hand to tap the buttons on the screen, you know, I don't think we've had anybody without hands do it, but I mean, the internet's accessible to anybody now, verbal commands and such. It's like, yeah, it's, it's there. If you're, if you've got the willpower and the, the willingness, the drive to do it, I love it, man. So that's kind of what led you into this as well. And for those who are listening today, which most of our, most people who listen to the podcast just listen. You see on YouTube, you know what I'm about to say, but Ryan, you're using both your arms, you're waving around, you're very expressive with your hands. It's almost yeah. like you have an appreciation for your ability to use that arm. It's like, I'm going to use it every chance I get because I still got it. And you still play basketball. We were talking before we hit record, which is awesome. And knowing that part of your story, that's just tremendous. I love it. Yeah, you, You've really been through it. And let me key on one other thing you said too about sure. the Cambodia thing. I don't want to just blow past because we did the same thing with our family. We were in Guatemala, which is very poor. You think Mexico's poor? It's nothing compared to right. Guatemala, right? 
so we had our family there. We adopted a, one of our children's from Guatemala. We were there for oh about 120 days to, to finalize the adoption process. And we saw actual poverty. When I say actual poverty, I mean, actual poverty in our house is people who don't know if they're ever going to eat again. Yeah. People who sleep random places each night because they don't have... That's, that's real... Po- that's Most of the world has real poverty. Here in the US, you don't see much actual poverty, right? <laughs> you go to one of these other countries, Cambodia, you mentioned, you come home with such an appreciation of the opportunities and how blessed we are. Clean drinking water is a luxury in so much of the world. And, and until you've been somewhere where that's the case, you're like, I'm thirsty. Like, wait a second. We're going to have some trouble finding some drinking water. Like, what's the plan here, guys? Like, until you've been there, you don't quite appreciate just how good we have, how blessed we are. And that can really, it, it changed their worldview, even as young kids, to see, and you mentioned it, happy families, smiling, loving each other, enjoying life. Very uncertain about what life looks like a week from now, but we got today. And grateful to God for it and loving the people around them, even though the future is so uncertain. Uh, just the, how strong the human spirit can be. It's, it's, it's inspirational. It is. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, one of the stories that always sticks out during my time there that I kind of remember in times of, of trouble, they had the the Khmer Rouge that um, was a dictatorship there that took part in mass killings. And it's, it's a very, very um, uh, sad story, uh, obviously. And, uh, but they, one thing that I always think of with kind of with the poverty angle as well is our driver who I was very close with would tell stories kind of like we're talking and his stories would be instead of, you know, the, the issues I'm talking about, it would be that there were bodies in the streets and he didn't have shoes. So he takes shoes off of a body and that's how he would get sandals. Mm -hmm. And like, he tells it just like, Oh yeah, but yeah. Matter of fact. Yeah. And like, but not, not a, not a complaint at all. Just that was my way of life. And that's That's how I, um, and, and he had a great outlook and, and was very positive, great worker. And, um, yeah, that was very inspirational to me, just watching, you know, watching the people over there and how they, how they withstood all the challenges that they had. And then, yeah, people, you know, talk about first world problems that, that couldn't be mm-hmm. more evident uh, to me after returning from some of the areas because a lot of the areas that I worked in, I worked there because they had issues like that. We we had a fairly decent sized embassy in Cambodia because of the issues that that country has been through over the last few decades here. Yeah. So, yeah. and I gotta imagine the the ultimate dream for most people who would come through that embassy was to somehow get to America. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've never been to Cambodia, but I've been to other poor countries. And that we had to, we lost our passports when we were in Guatemala. Oh. So we had to go to the US embassy yeah. to get replacement passports. We were pretty panicked until we realized like, okay, they got pictures of it. It all worked out. But we just walked right in. And we had to walk right in three or four times, you know, to get everything taken care of. Over like, hey, come back in four days, come back in five days. We every time we'd come back, we noticed this line. It had to have been a thousand plus people line waiting to get in the same building. We just walk right in as American citizens. And every one of those people was trying to move their process forward a couple inches to hopefully someday get a chance to come to the United States legally and just brutal, long, drawn-out, complex, expensive process. And they were all willing to do it. Just how blessed we are 
man, just, that perspective is not something you can communicate verbally until you've experienced and seen it and lived it and come back seeing people who are you know doing life with very different rules and oh, yeah. still somehow surviving and thriving and having beautiful families and thanking God every day for a blessing of another day. But man, we've been given so much here. So it's almost frustrating to me to meet people like, yeah, I thought about doing a business someday, but uh, Netflix and, uh, you know... I like to just kind of hang out in the evenings. I don't want to pressure myself to like, no, you don't understand the gift you've been given, the time we live in. Build oh. something significant, do something, you know? Uh, and so I, I love your overcomer spirit, man. Yeah, that's that's a big one for me between what we're talking about, all the kind of personal issues and the experience. It created a sense of urgency that, like you said, instead of just pivoting an hour from like, you know, that show that you would watch on Netflix or whatever kind of escapism you're, you know, going into that, that day. If, if you do an hour of the pack course or an hour of, you know, working on your business, it, that reaps a lot of dividends as you go forward. And I feel like it was hard to see that at the time for me, I was dedicated to the business. I was working very hard, but it was hard to see that at the time. You're not seeing that right then, but you see it as you go forward down the road with the knowledge that you gain, with the experience you gain, and with the sense of accomplishment because you you build on that hour and then it gives you another hour and another hour and you build on that accomplishment and then you get used to that habit that you've kind of built on another one. Yeah, you can get just as addictive to good, healthy habits as you do, you know, and suddenly it just comes natural to do the things that you got to do to stay fit, build your business, work on your marriage, work on your relationships, manage your finances. Those are just good habits. Oh, yeah. It's it's habit and just like bad habits, you do them enough times and it takes a few weeks to establish a habit. I think you're going to encourage a lot of people. It's like, well, I've I've had a rough time. Well, I haven't been through all that. (laughs) And here you are. Still standing, smiling, building a beautiful business, serving this community with excellence, still playing basketball, which is awesome, man. You got to play with us next time. Was there anything else on your list that you wanted to go over? Any questions for me? If we left anything out, this is a chance before we start to wrap this one up. I do have a heartbreak here coming up before too long, but uh, was there anything else on your mind? No. I mean, I think, like you said, ho- hopefully this this helped people. That's why I got so much into detail with, with my story. It's not not to complain or vent or do anything like that. It's uh, to, to let you know that there is, you know, light after the darkness. It, 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 there's there's light on the horizon. And if you feel like there aren't people there to support you, this community is, I am, reach out to, to me directly if you, if you need to. Um, it doesn't have to be about prep or anything else. Just if you need some some encouragement, I'm, I'm happy to do that for people. And it sounds like you got another book in you to me as well. You're very articulate. Typically people who can express themselves very clearly and articulately in conversation make great authors it is because they can map out the thoughts that they're trying to convey and it, it's a joy to read through and you can follow what they're trying to say and that with clarity i think you've got some other books in you man that's just my personal observation the, the journey you've been that. on the stuff you've overcome and and there's more to it than what we even went into today i'm sure there you know each one of these stories has you know, a bunch of details that we left out today. But I think you've you've certainly encouraged me and I think the listeners are going to benefit from this tremendously as well. So thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. And thank you for your service as well. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the time. And yeah, appreciate all the resources that you provide to the community here. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. 
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.